This is the Alchemize Your Life podcast. This episode is for all you overachievers out there that are in the hustle and grind mentality and your body just needs you to take a fucking break. Hi, I'm Sian Kenshin. And I'm Sophie Ma. And we're here to Alchemize Alchemize Your your life. Life. In this podcast... We show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business. Join us at the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient, esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more. As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, We repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself. Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you. What a wild and interesting story this is. We, um, so we, we hired a really awesome business coach, uh, which was a bit of a stretch for us, Mm -hmm. um, financially. It was like, it was a big investment the biggest investment we've ever made in our business. Yeah. yeah. Um, both of us went through crazy resistance. I nearly puked at one point. Um, Cian basically went through a whole like vulnerability hangover for like an entire weekend and then tried to <laughs> tried to self-sabotage consistently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like some part of me wanted to sabotage the fuck out of that decision and I was not having it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like we put the deposit down before Christmas. So like eight weeks ago now, I guess, six weeks mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we made the next large payment uh, two weeks ago. And the time between putting down the deposit and making the first payment so we could actually get started with him, there was so much resistance that came up, like universal resistance, new opportunities, like things Lots of things trying to distract us. Yeah. Yeah. Payments coming through, payments not coming through. Like it was pretty wild. The, the way that the universe was trying to make sure that we were fucking ready for this level. Do you really want to step into this energy right now? Yeah. Yeah. And even, even teasing us with like, like a lot of fun things. Um, and, and that, that, that's, it's kind of funny that that's the way it's gone. Um, because like, so, so today we're, we're now, um, on the plan, right? And we've got basically a 90-day roadmap of how to evolve our business. And um, due to things that we've planned and and, and other constraints, we kind of want to do that 90 days of work in the next 30 days. Yeah. And that's like, not just because it's what we've planned, but what feels aligned for our beings. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, a lot of a lot of things that a lot of decisions that we've already made that were in alignment and still are that are pushing us towards that. Correct. Yeah. So um, we have started like with the material. We're we're doing all the planning and we're crafting uh, a lot of really awesome new content for everyone and. Um, like yesterday, it was just so awesome. Like we were in such good energy. Everything was flow. Like the material was coming out of us. We were doing the work. And 
we uh, we decided we still wanted to keep going today. Yeah, and for clarity here, like we're pretty intentional about what we do on each day of the week. You know, we follow the energies uh, of the day. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, each day has an energy mm-hmm. that is associated with it each day of the week. And we'll do, let us know um, in the in the comments or I guess in, in Instagram at Queen Sophia Ma and at Zen Mind Hacker. If you want us to do a whole podcast on this, we absolutely could. But um, suffice to say, we're very intentional about the energy of each day. And yesterday was Saturday, which is Saturn Day. And is normally used for like studying and magic and and wisdom. And we made the conscious decision that we were going to like really crush this, this material. And like we crushed it and it felt super aligned and super high energy. And we did that for what, six hours? Mm -hmm. It was super focused, super, super focused. And then today we're like, okay, there's this one piece left. And then we get this reward, which is booking our first VIP day call, uh, call day with, with uh, our new coach. We got to get this last piece done first. Mm-hmm. And but it's, it's not a small piece. It's not a small piece. It's like the biggest piece. It's, it's, like, a, <laughs> it's like a huge amount of thinking and implementing. And it's like high level strategic thought and really like making sure that there's like continuity along each step of the way. So there's like a lot of context switching between mechanical thought and then creative thought and um so as you all know that's not super easy yeah i mean if you've planned any large project ever you've probably gone through this where you have to not only like craft the overarching timeline schedule project plan but you're also trying to while you're doing that also craft um content on the inside too right and so your content switch context switching back and forth and basically suffice to say it's just taking a lot of brain power and when we got up this morning i had we had a great morning and then we sat down to do this work at one and you guys my body <laughs> kicked a fucking fit yeah aren't you lucky aren't i lucky so when when that kind of resistance comes up, like, what would old you do? Yeah, so this is really interesting because um, this is something that I've certainly journeyed in my entire corporate career and now journeyed um, as well in our um, freedom-based, uh, mission-based business. And uh, ironically, we were just coaching uh, one of our one-on-one clients on this <laughs> literally on Thursday. So uh, this, you know, it's funny how the universe does this for us and provides us these opportunities. But yeah, to be quite honest, like um, the old version of me and what I often see reflected in our clients is I would have just like ignored it and pushed through it. And I definitely like you caught me and I caught myself like trying to do that today, which is out of alignment with our teachings, our practices and our way of being now. And what I mean by like just pushing through it is just like, you know, grab another coffee, co- grab another cup of coffee and just like push through it. Or, you know, like when I was in corporate, like Red Bull, I mean, obviously I don't drink Red Bull anymore. It's horrendous for you and full of sugar. But um, back then it would be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go for a quick walk and then I'm going to pound a Red Bull. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this. And I would just like use mm-hmm. all of my willpower um, to just push through it and to be in that, that hustle grind energy 
And I really wouldn't give myself any type of like legitimate break, even though my body would be like screaming at me. But I was just so overloaded and so overwhelmed and oversubscribed that there literally was like, I was just always behind. I was perpetually behind. And so even if I wanted to take a break, there was nowhere to like put it basically. Yeah. So like, so I guess the context here is we, we've set an objective for ourselves. We're not really behind. We're like arguably way ahead of things. Oh yeah. No, I'm saying old me, but yeah, but yeah. Like, but did you like when this started happening, like what stories were playing in your mind that kept you trying to push through? Cause, cause I remember like from my side of the equation, um, I saw increasing resistance to like any ideas that were offered either by myself or you being critical of your own ideas, being critical of my ideas and just being like, this is all shit. This is garbage. Like, I don't want to like, basically I don't want to do this. Um, but not saying I don't want to do this, just being like hypercritical of like what we were producing. And I'm, I'm interested to know, like, from your side, like what, like what stories were coming up that made you like keep pushing forward when it was like so clear that you didn't want to do this, but that like you didn't want to do it, but then there was some sort of story playing. And then instead of stopping it, you just like be went into this like negative state. Is all like, like, like from my side of the experience, that's what it looked like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So it, basically what, what happens these days <laughs> in, uh, inside this being is uh, a dual narrative quite often. Hmm. Um, sometimes even a, a triple narrative, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh my. It's a lot of narratives. Um, don't tell the brain, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's just the witnesser watching everything going, oh, my God, that's a lot of narratives to follow. <laughs> um, so tell, tell yeah, unpack that for us. What did, what did that look like from the witness perspective? Yeah. So from the witness, there's the storyline, like there's the obvious resistance of like, ick, I just don't want to do this right now. I like and, and actually it was just that the body just wasn't feeling good. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. And it's not always easy to identify why, especially right no, now. No, it rarely is easy. Yeah, right. We don't. And I mean, it, like I can pinpoint why the body would feel uncomfortable to like two or three main causes. But for the average human, like there could be 50 reasons that the body feels uncomfortable. It could have been something you ate, something you thought, something you did yesterday, something you drank, something you didn't drink. And something... honestly, who who has the time to think about why the body's uncomfortable? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So I can narrow it down to a couple of, of yeah. likely causes, but they're kind of irrelevant, right? Generally speaking, that what matters here is that the body was, was just uncomfortable, like yeah. just very uncomfortable. Yeah. And when the body's uncomfortable, that kind of makes doing high-level critical thinking pretty challenging. No kidding. So the one the one chatterbox or the one narrative is just discomfort. There's just general discomfort. Okay. So so the human, the animal is saying, ah, ick, I don't I don't like this. Yeah. Make it stop. Yeah, and it's not necessarily I don't like this project. It's just I don't like no, this, this, any of this, this, this state. This experience. I have resistance to this experience, the state. Yeah. Make it stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And so the second narrative is the like what I like to call the coach narrative. Hmm. That's that's essentially like, okay, this is resistance. Cool. There's body resistance here. That's not a big deal. We can work through this. And so what that program is running is trying to figure out, is it resistance to what I'm doing? And if so, is that a sign that I need to stop? Is that the universal message to slow down, to take a break, to go forward, to push through? And so that voice for me is doing a whole fuck ton of analysis on, is this a resistance point to push through, right? And this is the question we always have to ask ourselves when we hit resistance. Is Mm. this a resistance point to push through or is this a resistance point to listen to? Mm. And generally speaking, for me, what I've discovered, the best way to figure that out is to just try one, see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if the resist, you know what I mean? And see what, what feels resonant, like either, okay, I'm going to keep going on this resistance path and just see, do I get more resistance or does it let up or does do I get a little more clarity yeah. or do mm-hmm. I take a break and then I come back, right? So you kind of just got to try things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the second narrative that's happening. And then... The third narrative is kind of watching this whole thing and going, why don't you just take a break and just like get a little space? (laughs) (laughs) And so all three of these things, the like the the animal being, you know, just disgusted for whatever variety of reasons. And then the coach being like, okay, let's coach you through this. Like, is it resistance? Is it not resistance? Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's like try and figure it out. And then the third narrative being like, why don't you just take a break? And all of that chatter is going on while I'm trying to focus on the task at hand and actually do the thing. Yeah. And there's, it also, there almost seems like there's a fourth kind of like, um, maybe it's not a voice, but like of, we need to get this done. Mm -hmm. Right. Am I behind? Yeah. 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 So for, that second voice that's trying to evaluate is this resistance or not is also evaluating that based on like, okay, even if it is resistance, how necessary is it to push it through, push through in this exact moment? Mm -hmm. And so it's also evaluating, okay, well, if you were to take a break right now and take a breather, like when later could you do it? Can you do it later? Um, can you do it tomorrow? Right. So what are the other things that need to get done? It's trying to find certainty. Yes. Yeah. It's trying to find certainty in a realm of chaos. Yes. Where it's like the body's just creating so much chaos. You don't know how you're going to feel in any given moment. Never. Yeah. 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 And I mean, at some point, it's like there's also that balance between masculine and feminine, too. Right. And this is another thing we talk to our clients about all the time where, like, yes, be in your feminine. Yes, you have to, you know, be in the right energy and listen. Sometimes you're not going to fucking feel like doing the scary thing and you still got to pull up your fucking pants and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've just been chatting with another client about about this. They've made a decision. They know it's the decision that needs to be made. It's a scary decision. And now they're caught up in la la land like they've already know they got to make it, but they haven't actually done the action yet. And they're just caught up in this la-la land of, oh, well, maybe I'll evaluate it this way. And, oh, maybe I'll evaluate it that way. And it's like, no, you're just distracting yourself. All you need to do is just do the scary thing. And so there's that that there's that there's thread as well when I'm talking about that coaching voice yeah. of like, where do I let the foot off the gas and say, you know what? I really just don't feel like this right now. I need a break. And where do I say, listen, 
Listen, Sophie, this is just resistance. You're just resisting doing something new and different. And you just need to fucking pull up your pants and do it mm-hmm. and get out of your own goddamn way. Yeah. And and then there's like, there's another layer to it. And I think, you know, the question that I posed to you reveals that. And like, we're, cra- we're in the middle of crafting something really epic and kind of like a signature presentation of sorts. I wouldn't really call it a presentation, more of like an experience. And I was kind of like, is this the kind of energy that you <laughs> you want to create this experience from? Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, we teach this too, right? The energy, energy matters in two places. At, well, it matters in a lot of places, but it, it doesn't just matter the energy of which you're making a decision, right? We talk about aligned decision-making a mm-hmm. lot, right? And a lot of people think that it just comes, it's just the decision, where that needs to be aligned. But then what also matters, and this applies whether you're doing a live or you're doing social media posts or whatever, writing copy for your website, like anything, um, the energy in which you actually complete the action also matters. So it's not enough to say, okay, the decision to make this, to craft this experience for our audience, um, that decision was aligned. But then if you, in the process of making it, feel like shit, then that's not aligned. You're then just, You're just going to transmit shit. You're just, yeah, you're literally going to transmit shitty energy, <laughs> which is what I was doing, right? Yeah. I was just like, all of this feels like shit. None of it feels good. None of it feels aligned. And you were like, what are you talking about? This is great. And I was like, no, it doesn't even make sense. And that's where that hypercritical was coming from yeah. because I felt like I was transmitting shit. You, you were, once you fell into that energy... Yeah. Right. Like nothing, no new ideas came out. It was just like everything that's come out before this is shit because my body feels like shit right now. Something's going on and I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it was, it was so funny when, when you finally stepped away and you're like, yeah, maybe I'm going to have a nap. And, um, you pulled, what was it? The four of swords. Mm, yeah, I, I pulled the full four of swords reversed. Um, yeah, right, right. Which is about exhaustion, burnout, and stagnation. <laughs> and it, you know when you and you and you talk about this a lot when we talk about bliss disease, which is another episode as well. We won't get into that today, but um, there's there comes a certain point where you're just not as connected to your body and you just don't feel things the same way. So my immediate reaction was to say, "Well, I don't feel burnt out." And then what what was it that you said? I don't remember. Oh. Why, why don't you feel? No. You said, well, you wouldn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. Right. I- implying that like you and like you've said this before and I've observed this in you specifically. Um, you have a subconscious pattern that pushes away discomfort when there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. and there's always work to be done. Yeah, how many of our, our followers here are overachievers and are familiar with that experience of just like, oh, well, I've got work to be done, so I'm just not going to allow myself to feel this feeling in the body. Like I'm just either, like whether that's sadness or overwhelm or pressure or hungry or anger or sadness or whatever. And we're not saying this is a conscious decision. No. This, this is like... It's been so trained over years and years of years of being told you can't, you have to act in this way 
you can't feel bad right now. You have to go to work. Oh, but I'm sick. Well, you have to go to work. How many people go to work while they're sick? Well, now zero. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. You know, that's something we could thank. Um, the uh, thing that's happening right now for mm -hmm. is is that uh, people no longer are allowed to go to work while sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like how many how many of us do that? Like I've never done that, to be perfectly well, honest. Well, you're, you're an anomaly. Um, but I know you have. Oh, for sure I have. I mean, when I was going through my, my separation with my ex-fiance, I mean, I was fighting depression and um, PTSD and acute anxiety disorder. Like I was in rough mental shape and I was not performing at my best, but I was fully expected to show up every single day and to still, and I was, you know, the head of a sales department. So I was still having to bring in sales as, yeah. you know, a startup like without their salesperson, they're pretty fucked to be fair. Yeah. You were in some pretty unique positions and like the, the premise I'm kind of driving it is that it's even worse than that. Like I've witnessed people who have absolutely no excuse to still go to work, who are in a union that would protect them, mm. who have like 40 some odd sick days banked mm. and still show up to work sick. Yeah. You know, so, so like, yeah, you, you had like tangible 3D realm excuses that Mara provided you to allow you to justify this feeling. Mm -hmm. But like, really more of a pattern to justify the pattern of, I can't feel this feeling right now because there's work to be done. There's work to be, yeah. 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 But then the work you do is shit. Like, well, that's the thing. And, and is there really work to be done or is it avoiding something? Avoiding feeling the discomfortable feeling. Yeah. 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 It just becomes for us overachievers. It just becomes a pattern of, hey, I don't want to actually process this emotion or feel this feeling. Let me go find some work to do. That's yeah. basically what it is. It's, yeah. it's, you, we, we think there's work to be done. Therefore I cannot feel, but what actually is happening is I don't want to feel. Therefore I will find work to be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that just keeps us on a hamster wheel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's almost like a little bit of a binge and bust cycle too, isn't it? Oh, totally. Because you'll, because you're on that hamster wheel, you'll go, you'll go, you'll go, you'll go until eventually the emotions or whatever it is that you're suppressing end up getting just so large that you can't not address them. Like they just blow up your life in some way. Yeah. And then, then who gets the brunt of that? Me? Who's close to you? Your partner. Your partner, your parents. Like whoever you're living with. Whoever you're living with, right? Yeah, exactly. Your kids. Um, but yeah, then you'll go through this like, oh, I deserve it weekend of like, or whatever, a couple indulgence, days. Right? Of indulgence. Yeah. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to go like. Completely shut everything down. Or I get Hookers and blow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, what was that? The hangover movie that, that made that phrase popular. Yeah. Um, got it from a very long time ago, but yeah. So we just get really caught in this binge and purge cycle. And the problem is like, we get really, really, really tight, strung up. Then finally something explodes. We release the steam. We like you know, go to the bar, we go out for a friend's birthday, we go to the spa, we go on a vacation, whatever. But then we actually resist work so much during that time 
that when we come back to it, we feel overwhelmed with all the stuff that needs to be done. That familiar feeling again. There's that familiar feeling yeah. again. And then we use that to chastise ourselves. Oh, we should have never taken that time off. Mm. I told you we couldn't do that. Now I have three times more work than I had before I left. I should would have been better off not to take that time in the first place. So now the pattern's using the pattern to reinforce its utility to you. Yeah, the pattern reinforces the pattern so it can reinforce the pattern. Yeah. 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 Like to like basically to fight for its own survival, right? Yeah. This yeah. is kind of how this stuff works. Of course. Yeah. So. so you end up in that pendulum swing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with continuing evidence of your need to work hard and inability to take time off. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lifetime of being on a hamster wheel. Yeah, and I think that was what I was destined to. And I think a lot of people that that listen to us, I think that's part of the reason why, and you guys can let us know on Instagram, I think that's part of the reason why we resonate so much is because um, through spirituality, we've transcended those patterns. And as you guys saw, like that literally tried to grab me again today. Mm-hmm. Um, they always come back. Yeah, they come back. They Every time you up-level, they come back and in a slightly just, different variety. Just checking. Are you sure you want to live this new, different life in these new, different feelings? I, I know you feel good right now, but don't you miss the pressure? Yeah. And for those of us with an open route, too. Yeah. You know, that's extra um, from human design. That's extra, extra important. Um but yeah, I think that's why a lot of people follow us is because we have transcended those patterns and and they're like us two to three years ago that are in that, or me maybe more specifically because you were never in that because you're weird. Um, <laughs> but we're in that state of like just always hustling and never feeling ahead and always feeling like there's too much to do. There's more to do and I can't catch a break. Yeah, I've never understood that. I'm just like, why are you coming to work when you're sick? Why are you like working yourself to the bone? Nobody's asking you to do that. And, but I didn't realize that it was like everyone's internal narrative that was asking them to do that. Or they're Mm -hmm. like, they have this idea that the boss is watching them and like, they haven't actually talked to the boss, but they're like, the boss is like, you know, knows that they're not working a hundred percent all the time. So they have to actually stay late just to prove that they're working. You know, like I've seen yeah. all these patterns. It's, it's crazy to me from my perspective, but like I'm, I'm learning about it through you <laughs> well, <laughs> and, her, and her clients, of course. And this is even, you know, worse when we look at, for example, um, when you get out of corporate and you go into running your own business, because now you're your own boss and all of your identity and your income and your livelihood is all dependent on your ability to show up and Mm -hmm. push through the hard emotions. Because Mm -hmm. the truth is when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you got to do hard things that don't fucking feel good because Mm -hmm. that's what's required for you to up level. And sometimes the hard thing is to go relax. To go lay on the hammock. Go lay on the hammock and read. Mm -hmm. To actually listen to the body Mm-hmm. and give yourself space so that you can shift your energy, shift your state, right? Mm-hmm. How many practices do we have, like energetic, somatic, uh, meditative practices do we have to like shift our state? Um, like too many to count. Too many to count. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know. If a, you want to do them on- a facetious question. I know. Like if you do them on a high level, like in large categories, probably like five large categories, but those dissolve each of those into like, yeah, there's hundreds. So like what- if somebody's like finding they're trapped in this binge and bust sort of hamster wheel, like run, 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 12 weeks of like grinding, and then it's like, 
I always know at a certain point I blow up and uh, my family, friends, whomever's nearest in the, the blast zone gets, gets the worst of it. Like how, how can, what's something easeful they can do to let the pressure off like regularly instead of like that kind of like cycle? Yeah. So great question. And, um, what I have found has been really helpful and what we now guide our clients through is kind of a multi-step process. So the, the first step is, I don't know if you've read Eat That Frog. Um, Ribbit. Yeah, it's a great book. But what I struggle with with Eat the Frog is the premise there is that you do the hardest thing first thing in the morning. And the challenge with that is that the hardest thing often takes a lot of time. And psychologically, that's not ideal. So the first thing is to have your daily to-do list be no more than three things. Hmm. No more than three things. The second thing is instead of doing the hardest one first, do the quickest one first. So you get a quick win every single day. Mm. Then the second one you do is going to eat the frog. And then the third one you do is whatever's left. Now, the beautiful thing about this is you get a psychological quick win first thing in the morning. So you feel like you've accomplished something right away. Mm-hmm. Then you do the hard thing off of that momentum of the first thing. And then the third thing, you know, it kind of happens. But the most important part is once you've structured that is in between each of those things, do something fun. Mm. And how, and how, how does that help? Like what, what does it do to the, the body or the, this whole psychophysical thing? Yeah. So it gives you the opportunity to like just let off little bits of steam. If we like look mm. at it as a pressure cooker, we're allowing like little, just little bits of steam off at a time without going through that binge, uh, that binge purge cycle. Right. Mm. If we're going to use like a dieting analogy here, you know, people say that like really restrictive diets often lead to yo-yo dieting, right? Because you're like really, really restrictive. And then all of a sudden you go to a friend's birthday party and you eat like five cakes or something like that. Or five pizzas. Or five pizzas, whatever the case might be. Five ice creams, five of something. Anyways. I miss liking pizza. I know. <laughs> That's Me not, too. I, I don't miss pizza. I miss what, when I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just not desirable anymore. There's like nothing on it that tastes good. Yeah. Um, anyways, back on track. So um, a lot of, and this is when I was doing fitness competitions, we would incite cheat meals, not cheat days, because a day is enough time for you to really, really blow up your everything. Yeah. yeah. But you could have a cheat meal, one meal that allowed you to have the foods that you were restricted from so that you didn't end up going yo-yoing or going totally crazy restrictive. So like maybe you were, like fitness competitions are, are known for being very tight and restrictive, but like maybe that day I was, that meal I was allowed to have mayonnaise. Ooh. You know, that was a real treat mm-hmm. at that time. Um, or I would be allowed to have like a little, not even maple syrup, that would be pushing it. Mayonnaise is a good example. Or like one slice of cheese, you know? So, so on the, on. On our example, what what are some things that would fit in that are like mayonnaise for people? That's going to be super dependent on the person, right? Like that could be um, taking a bath, taking a nap, Dancing. going for a walk, having a dance party in the kitchen, playing yeah. with your dog, playing with your kids, playing with your cat, calling up a friend, yes. go, taking a walk to go get coffee, so drawing, kinda, painting, doodling, like you kind of got to crochet, know, know the things that you really like doing. Yes, right. Um, and, and things that can be done in like small periods of time, right? Yeah. Like we're looking, we're not looking for like, Hey, go out and throw an entire party. We're looking for like a 20 minute 
at most commitment. Yeah, and, and the key here, I think, if I may add some yogic philosophy in. No yogic philosophy for you, actually. Cut that out. Is that the whatever this fun thing is needs to involve the body, right? Because like the the primary mechanism to change your state is the body, mm-hmm. right? Like we can't think our way into better emotions. It, it's impossible. So when we're doing something fun, like maybe a crossword isn't the best thing because it's just operating on the mind and the body's getting left behind, right? And, and in a lot of cases, when we are grinding in today's world, right? Like we're not, we're not slaves like building pyramids here, right? We're knowledge workers, you know, like even, even healthcare workers like use their minds quite a lot. Coaches use their minds quite a lot. Um, there's an overemphasis on the, the logical, rational mind in today's society. And the body just kind of gets left behind. I mean, you just look at people's body health, right? Like their minds may be highly tuned machines. Um, and maybe while they're not even not fat, but their bodies are actually like breaking down and giving up like heart, heart attacks in, in like late forties, early fifties, you know, of high, high performance, high performance men, women, like there's all sorts of problems that the bodies are displaying that are a result of not being taken care of. And we're not talking going to the gym. Even that is, it's so repetitive. Like, does the body really like it? Um, so yeah, using the body to change your state, but yeah, playing with the dog, right? Going for a walk or even a run. Mm-hmm. Um, dancing is a really good one. Yeah, and Zumba is a nice in between if you've got a Zumba class that you Zumba, really like because yeah. that's dancing. It's gym, but it's dancing, right? Like getting a good sweat on is awesome. When we're saying like not going to the gym is just like if you're going to go to the gym, allow your body to flow and mm-hmm. tell you what it what it is that it wants to do as opposed to just hammering out the same old routine. Yeah. Tony Robbins likes to scream at the top of his lungs every morning, mm-hmm. you know, and that's his thing. That's his way of moving energy out of the body, mm-hmm. getting the body, you know, lighting it up, turn, turning it up, and waking like, it up, waking it up. And then like knowing, okay, now I've moved, now I've moved all my energy and now my energy is flowing. Now I can do all the the mental stuff, the hard stuff, because now my state is different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, your your body is your ally. And if it's kicking a fit, like it's important for you to learn your own signals as to, and to be willing to test them. Like, is this a resistance point I need to push through? Or is this a resistance point I need to listen to? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's so, so, so important to just like try different things, like give yourself space and don't let that story of I am behind and I'm on a hamster wheel get in the way. It'll get you every time. Like you're always a hamster wheel. There's always a hamster on the hamster wheel. Don't let it be you. Just jump off the wheel, guys. Yeah. The wheel of suffering. The wheel is a lie. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. 
We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.